Graduate Degree in Sports, your home for college football and college basketball. My name's Cole, and I'm here alongside my great mate, Jeff Tate. Jeff, great day of sports. It was nice to have football back on the TV. However, seems to me like college basketball stole the day with some great, great games. What do you think? Yeah, college basketball definitely stole the day, and you kind of expect that for the first weekend of bowl games. Bowl games are, in Cole and I's like, opinion, are great. Every single one of them are great. To maybe the national media, they're not great um, these first few games. And we had some exciting games yesterday. But that first weekend of bowl games and always coincides with a really good weekend of college basketball. Uh, the last few years, the CBS Sports Classic has kind of taken off. And that is a huge one. Like, CBS Sports Classic has kind of... Some of the te- it's not like the Champions Classic is, but it's it's the relevancy that the Champions Classic is. It's it's Ohio State, UCLA, Kentucky, North Carolina, and that's a game we're going to get to in a little bit. North Carolina, Kentucky, but yeah, it's always it always seems to be that way. That that Saturday, the first weekend of bowl games, always has really good college basketball games as well. And it's a perfect chance for college basketball to kind of grab everybody in that hasn't watched hoops since november 8th or 9th when the season began but yeah we had great games uh and it was it was a day full of sports i mean for us michigan people the lions played also uh i know a few people that hit the michigan state baylor game at two in detroit and then went got dinner went to the lions game at eight and it was beautiful weather in michigan 50s um, so it was probably a great weekend. It was a great weekend in Michigan. And uh, yeah, college hoops are back. And I think the national media has kind of started transitioning into college basketball. And I know college football in the next two weeks is going to dominate with the playoff. But college basketball is here, Cole. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's easy to talk about college basketball and for the media to transition into it when we had so many great games yesterday. Um, and so many great brands and programs that were out there uh, on the court. And let's just start with, with that first one that you mentioned, uh, Michigan State Baylor, two good brands, especially Baylor over the last uh, few years. Um, Baylor, number six, they've been, you know, every year coming in hot. Uh, go to Detroit, essentially a home game for Michigan State. Um, and Michigan State just dominates from start to finish. I, remember, I was watching the game uh, at the beginning, and it was just not close ever um and then i think it was around i i had to go do something and i checked back at just before half and it was 45 to 15 and it's like okay i'm not going to turn this game back on it was such a blowout um and we were talking about it on the last episode that you would think that michigan state w- would have done their thing where they turned it around by now because they a lot of times they, they do start slow quite often as Izzo figures out kind of his team and what he's got and how to best use them um and it seemed like it was taking a little longer than usual for them to turn around. And we wondered, at least I did, if they would do that. And, um, and wow, did they turn it around. I know it's only one game. They got to sustain this. But it was a statement. It was dominant. Um, it's, it was the kind of win that can propel you into the rest of the season. Um, and you said um, on, the, on the last episode that this is a one that will be huge for Michigan State to go and get. And it would... Uh, really change the trajectory of uh, where they're at right now. Um, what are your thoughts on it? How do you feel as a, as a Michigan State guy? <laughs> I feel good, but I also totally agree with you that 
This is Michigan State Tom Izzo. I was talking to my cousin about this yesterday. They usually start pretty slow. This, though, was a weird, weird start to the year because expectations are through the roof for Michigan State. And they, to be honest, have never started the Big Ten 0 and 2. Yeah, there that was a I was worried about this team in terms of like you keep losing games and they go four and six, lose to Baylor. They lost all their uh, quad one opportunity wins in their non-conference. And unfortunately, Cole, we haven't even gotten into this. Big Ten is down as a whole. And so your quality wins in the Big Ten are not what they used to be. Like this is a eight, nine, ten bid. Uh, conference and to be honest a lot of the experts this year would be surprised if it even gets to seven at the current trajectory and so this was a game they had to have in their backyard Detroit has been a place that they play a lot of games in it's where the Elite Eight and Sweet 16 one of the host sites this season are and it's a team that had the aspirations of getting there and it just it frustrates I'm a part of my language it frustrates the hell out of me to see this team do this when I know this is what this team is capable of since I saw the team come together in the offseason. They have the ultimate, uh, I guess, ace card in Tyson Walker. He's just that type of a player that when he is on, I've never witnessed any of what he does. Um, I've gotten to see him now for three years play at Michigan State. And when he gets going, he gets going. Like it's you know, there's the phrase, oh, guys, hot, feed him the ball. Tyson is the point guard, and he gets the ball, and he gets to do what he wants. And it's funny, you look at this, that you're right, Colossus was never a game. Um, 45 to 17 at halftime against probably, if you look at the last 5, 10 years, probably one of the tougher programs in college basketball is Baylor. Uh, they defend. They are always hard to play against. They always have a good offense, but they're always good defensively. This is a team that in Baylor was undefeated. Now, I also told Cole and you everybody when we were talking about this game um, earlier this week, Baylor I didn't think had been challenged to the level of what Michigan State can do, and you kind of saw that. Um, the freshman I really liked, Jacoby Walter, really struggled um, for Baylor, and they turned the ball over 21 times. And so when you turn the ball over 21 times, you're always going to struggle uh, to win that game, and that – um, was the, I mean, it's exactly what hurt them. It's weird though. You look at this box score and you go up and down Michigan State stats. Two of their most important guys, by all means, did not have great games. You look at Malik Hall, he had five points and he took two shots. You have Jay Nakins, he had five points, he took six shots. But you have two guys in AJ Hogard and Tyson Walker that combined for 39 points. It's just one of those things. They had to do this because these two feed off each other. You saw it. And for those of you that watched, A.J. Hogard's on a breakaway layup, easily can go score two points. He throws an alley-oop to Tyson Walker. Tyson Walker's the smallest guy on the court. And these two just go crazy. And I like the swagger they showed, but you can't get too cocky if you're Michigan State because you're 5-5. Five and five. You, In all honesty, that's the only win that looks at all good come the end of the year. You have losses in Nebraska. You have losses to Wisconsin, Duke, Arizona, and James Madison. Now, all five of those teams are quad one teams for the metrics, which we'll explain that later in the podcast uh, down the road, what all those mean when March comes around. But, yeah, Cole, it was it, you had to have it. It was 
It wasn't a must win because basketball, there's really not must wins in December. But for the resume and for the confidence of this team, you had to have it. Funny thing is, they play Monday night. We're recording this on Sunday, December 17th. They play a really good Oakland team. And that game shows me more than this game will in terms of, do you get complacent? You just went out and beat the top 10 team in the country and you blew them out. But can you translate that into these final three games before Big Ten play where you get Oakland, you get Stony Brook, and you get Indiana State? All three teams, Michigan State should win and be 8-5. and five. But I want to see confident Michigan State show up in all three of those games, Cole. Yeah, Oakland is a very good team. Uh, you know me, small-time Cole. I know small-time ball. Um, and they are a team that I avidly um, bet on and make money on over the past, honestly, two years. Um, and that's uh, that's one that you see a lot of teams, if they go into that game asleep or not prepared, uh, you can be surprised. I mean, Ohio State lost to them earlier this year. Um, it's it, They are a – they're always a surprise team. No one really knows about Oakland. Um, they're a really small school, but they – they can shoot the ball well, um, and they just they, they can play good ball. Um, but yeah, I mean Michigan State they it was it was good for I guess to see something good happen to get that quad one win just for the morale of the team, uh, for morale of the fans and just the whole program. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a huge win for them. Let's move on here. Uh, Arizona played Purdue. I mean that. The games like this that we're getting early in the season is what is making really that is what makes college basketball so fun this time of year, especially um, the schedule that Purdue has played so far. They've been in all of these really top five matchups um, and Purdue has won all of these top five matchups. Purdue beats Arizona. Um, Purdue definitely seemed like they were in control for a large part of the game. They're up 49, 38 at half. Um, but Arizona just kept fighting and clawing back. And this was essentially a home game for Purdue as well. This one was in Indianapolis. Um, they have great fans that will easily travel. Um, and it was essentially a home game for Purdue. But Arizona, they did show a lot of toughness. Um, it was it was always going to be a hard game for Arizona. Um, there was a lot of times that they could have quit, but they kept coming back. Caleb Love um, was the leading scorer for them with 29 points. Fletcher Lawyer has 27 points. And Fletcher Lawyer has been, um, even last year, you could definitely see, like, this guy's going to be an absolute dude for Purdue. Um, and he had a huge game on a very big stage yesterday. Um, and, yeah, it was just, I think these are two teams that, like we said earlier, historically don't go on deep runs but are primed for a deep run in the tournament because the guard play is what is elevating um, these two teams um, that they have that they weren't as good at last year uh, in years past. And Caleb Love, if he can just play smart, continue to um, get in the paint and just be just be a scorer and be the consistent scorer, I think Arizona is going to be just fine. Um, Purdue's so good though. It was it was it was a great game. Purdue Arizona never quit, um, but Purdue they really stayed in control the whole time and they did not blink once. Um, and it was a very big dominant statement win for Purdue 75 points between th Braden Smith Fletcher Lawyer and Zach Eady I mean if you if you're Purdue and you get 75 points from those three players against a top five team in the country you're going to win um, I really was disappointed for Arizona 
Arizona needs uh, the backcourt um, duo. They Obviously, Caleb Love balled out. Kylan Boswell is a guy that has shown a lot of good things this year. Um, he really struggled in this Purdue game. Only six points. He needs to be the guy getting the second most shot attempts for Purdue or for Arizona, and he didn't get that. But Caleb Love is he's a very polarizing player in Kyle's basketball. There's a lot of people that don't like Caleb Love. Uh, I mean, he he's the he's known as the guy that he ended Coach K's career um, with the big time three for North Carolina to win in the Final Four against Duke. Um, obviously, he transfers. He goes to Michigan. Uh, that whole saga happens where he didn't get into school and then he goes to Arizona. Well, I think he probably found the better fit for him. Obviously, I'm glad he didn't go to Michigan because I think Caleb Love is a really good basketball player. Um, and he was. I wouldn't want to waste him away at Michigan anyway. I mean, it would be a waste. And you know, for someone, a Michigan fan, to say that, that he, he means that. And yeah, Caleb Love is. I mean, that dude can hoop. And Braden Smith is just taking so many steps forward for this Purdue team point guard play matters uh, and that's where Purdue really was scrutinized last year I think from just when you watch them on the court at the end of the year they didn't have that point guard that can do things that when Zach Zach big men don't typically win in college in March Madness uh those stud big men's usually like obviously last year Adama Sanogo for UConn was considered one of those stud big men, but like a Zach Eady type, um, don't exactly have the end of season success that you would expect because the game slows down. Uh, they're going to clog the lane on you as a seven, six guy and having Braden Smith is huge and Fletcher lawyer knocking down shots. Um, Arizona's going to be fine, Cole. Like they're, they're, I'm pretty confident to say it's a long season, but they're going to win the Pac-12. I have not been impressed at all with what the Pac-12 is. I mean, they're, talk about lack of quad one wins there. Uh, I don't think they're – I think Arizona and Colorado are about it. USC kind of like was supposed to be this great team and everything, and they've really struggled. They actually are playing today right now against Auburn, so that will be an interesting one keep our eyes on for uh, um, just how that game goes. But, yeah, Arizona's going to be fine. They're really good. They need to get more out of their bench. They had three players play off the bench. And the guy I really like, don't know how to say his first name, but Crevis from Lithuania um, only played six minutes in this game. And that's one that you're going to have to see a little bit more from him because he brings a different ability than – Umana Balo does, but this was a great game. It I know it didn't exactly come down to the last second, but it was still a high level game that we love to see in in uh, December. Call yeah, just the fact. Uh, I think you can be encouraged if you're both teams after this. Um, first for Purdue, just how dominant like they were in control the whole game. And second, if you're Arizona, the quit that they never had, that they, they were always at least within striking distance of being able to make that comeback. The fact that they just had that mental fortitude to continue to go. And honestly, that Arizona's, uh, what's his name? The, the head coach, you remind me? Oh, Tommy Lloyd. Yeah, he did a great job just adjusting on the fly when Edie was in, when he wasn't. The, the de- different defenses he was putting out there, it was, it was really high-level coaching. A lot of coaches can just – get stuck in the mud with this is how we play defense this is what we run uh and the way he was switching between zone and man and um just adapting to 
what Purdue was giving and taking him and his his adjustments kept him in that game. And I think you're you're encouraged that Arizona just you didn't you didn't get blown out. Your team didn't quit. Um, and that's the kind of ball that you need to be playing, especially in March, uh, and when it's so emotional in March and there's teams that um, especially early rounds that maybe aren't supposed to beat you that come out really hot and get high. Um, you have to be able to be, have a good, strong mental fortitude, just be able like, Nope, keep doing our game. We'll be better. Like we're smarter. Um, and I think that really bodes well for Arizona in March, just the fact that they were calm and continued to, to fight, even though they were, they were losing. So, um, encouraging for both. I definitely think we're going to see these, both these teams, um, go deep uh, within the tournament. So Cole, my uh, I want to I, I have to start this one because I this was my favorite game of the day. Obviously, the Michigan State game for me was the best one, but from a pure basketball standpoint, North Carolina Kentucky. Uh, this game was amazing, and both of these teams. I mean, watching these two teams, their fan bases, uh, it feels like an Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen, Final Four, even game. And I love this Kentucky team. I think they have all the pieces perfectly gelled right now. Now, long season, you never know what happens. But I think they're the favorite in the SEC. I'm I'm picking them over Tennessee at this point. Um, getting Aaron Bradshaw back is the final piece they needed. We talked about this early in the year when they had the big game against Kansas. I know they lost that, but it surprised a lot of people because most people didn't think Kansas was going to – or Kentucky – was going to be ready to compete that quick. But Aaron Bradshaw, 7-1 center, he made some big-time free throws in this game down the stretch. Um, but they just have they have every little thing I think you need to win when it comes to a March-type game. Uh, really good guard play. They're young, obviously. But you got DJ Wagner, A.J. Reeves, Rob Dillingham. Reed Shepard is one of my favorite guys to watch. I mean, this guy... He, when he shoots the ball, it's like that thing's going in, and he's fun to watch. Um, and the funny thing is their best pro prospect, for most people's opinion, Justin Edwards, really has struggled to really make his, I guess, dominant impact that a lot of people would expect. He only played 13 minutes yesterday, and they still beat a really good North Carolina team. On the North Carolina side, Ray J, or RJ Dennis is just – I mean, or R.J. Dennis, that's Baylor's point guard. R.J. Davis, North Carolina's point guard, this kid is. I mean, he's something special. He He's kind of like, in a way, there's a few players that, and ironically, R.J. Davis played with Caleb Bluff, but those type of guys, it's like Tyson Walker. You want They don't they don't like each other. I know. There's a lot of beef with those yeah, two. There's a lot. I know there's a lot there. But those two and like a Tyson Walker type, like these guys want the ball late game and you feel confident when they're shooting. RJ Davis is that type of guy. And he made some big time shots. To be honest, it's a really unfortunate turnover. Um, from the five star freshman on North Carolina's team, Elliot Cadeau. This is dribbling up the court, pass, kicked it to the wing. The guy on the wing was running the set of pick. Ball goes out of bounds, and the game's over. And this just felt like a perfect March game. And to be honest with you, Cole, it's exactly how you expect Kentucky-North Carolina to be. So this was my favorite game of the day. Yeah, Kentucky's been in a lot of games this year that have just been fun games to watch. It's really good high-level basketball. And that you're, you're right. This is a team that, that seems like they have it more together than at least they have in the past few years. Um, and they're, they're so fun to watch. The guard play is very, very good uh, with this team. 
And and I do I do see this being a, a team that is able to go deep. Um, just you know, based on uh, it is very important to have have good guard play, and it was, it was good to see them um, play a top ten team and really stay just not choke at the end um, and, and get a big win for them. I think it was, it was very important for, for their team to know that they can do that. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful Jersey matchup, uh, beautiful logo matchup, uh, two of the, the blue bloods in college basketball. Um, I mean, what was it? Uh, Luke may uh, hit that shot in the tournament a few years against Kentucky. And, and one of the best March madness games that I've ever seen. Um, yeah, they, they, the, whenever these two teams get on the court, it's a great game. And, um, yeah, I mean, a huge win for Kentucky. They, they are looking good. And, and the thing that sticks out to me is no player really went nuts. I mean, it was very diverse scoring. So a lot of guys can get it done for them. Um, and I think that is very sustainable. Um, you had Brad, like it was 12, 8, 8, 14, 9, 7, 11, 17. So that's, that's, you're getting your scoring from a lot of different places. And I think that is very important as far as creating tough matchups for the defense, knowing that you have a lot of guys that can go in there and get it done on any given night. Um, and yeah, you just, you don't have all your eggs in one basket. You're less prone uh, for injuries to really ruin your season. I know obviously you don't want any injuries. It'll, it'll, it'll still be tougher with any injuries, but um, you don't have all your eggs in one basket here. And I think, yeah, it was, it was really, this is, this is a really good Kentucky team that almost seems, they still seem a little more under the radar than they should be just because of how good Purdue's been, how good Arizona's been. Um, and Houston just stays kind of up there, uh, top four undefeated. So like, um, with those teams, they're still saying Kentucky doesn't seem like, Oh, that team. Um, but especially cause it's been a long time since they've been like Kentucky, uh, so I think, I think this is a team that you really have to look out for. And I do think that they win, um, the SEC unless, uh, Kentucky figures it out or unless, uh, Alabama figures it out or, um, Tennessee starts, you know, getting back to kind of what we thought they would be at the beginning of the year. Um, I mean, yeah, it was Alabama. Are you, are you going to transition? All you Alabama and Creighton played yesterday as well. Um, and Al, this was a big win for Creighton. I think Alabama was going to give them everything that they had because um, they needed that big win. They are no longer ranked. Um, Alabama has been struggling more than they have in the past. They're definitely feeling um, – they lost a lot of guys last year. But that was a big win for Creighton to just prove that, all right, like we're not just going to – every time we face a good team, we're not going to lose. Like Creighton's a really good team. Um, and Shireman is – I mean, he, he, when you look at him, it's just like that big, yeah, this, this team is good. Creighton is good. I like them a lot at the beginning of the year. I think I picked them to win the big East. Um, and I think Creighton has everything in front of them. And I just think that game set a lot to win that close game. They win 85, 82. Um, and I think that does a lot for Creighton going forward. Yeah. Creighton's good. They're that it's going to come down to them and UConn, I think in that, Big East. Uh, I like Villanova still in the Big East, but not still. I still like them as a team. They just lose games they shouldn't lose, but talent-wise, they have it. But Alabama, yeah, Alabama's very talented. They also, I mean, you, they replaced Brandon Miller, who was an All-American, one of the best players in the country. And what Nate Oates does is he'll get a lot of transfer portal guys. He'll bring in those type of guys where you kind of have to see it and time has to – 
gel. I mean, it just takes time for these guys to get used to each other. And yeah, Alabama, they're going to be fine. Uh, they're not ranked kind of, I think, in a weird way. They're similar to Michigan State. Kind of hopefully that wakes those teams up. And it's like, whoa, like we're not ranked anymore. Like we need to we need to get our act together and stuff. And I think that you'll see that happen for Alabama. And it, yeah, Creighton, I mean, they got all the pieces. They have good point guard, Trey Alexander. They got Bailey Shireman. They got Ryan Kalkbrenner. I mean, you go up and down the list and it's just, it's really, really talented. Now, Cole, I want to, or you got something else on this game real quick? Yeah, I mean, Ryan Kalkbrenner is one of the more recognizable guys just in college basketball. And he, he's, a, he's a really good player. Um, but, I mean, he is he is a tough force down there um, in the paint. And I do think that he's a very good piece to have. I know they're, they'd probably like to have Neemhard still um, just to, like, really increase that guard play. But, yeah, Creighton is a team that I think um, – just they have they have a lot. They're very well rounded, and I think they could go deep. So I want to segue in our last game. I want to talk about, um, and actually, it's Friday night is UConn. Cole UConn is probably I I you look at the teams and I put I said Purdue Arizona probably the top two. I'm gonna put UConn in that group as the top tier in the. Obviously, they're number five in the country, but. They have all the pieces as well. I mean, you look at them. They played Gonzaga Friday night. Really wasn't much of a game. Um, I watched the whole game, and it really never felt at any point like uh, they were going to lose. And Tristan Newton is their best player. Um, Tristan Newton is going to most likely, at the rate he's continuing, probably be a first-team All-American. He had nine points on Friday night, and they, I mean, they had all the other pieces step up. Donovan Klingon was dominant. 21 points, 8 rebounds. You look at Cam Spencer, the transfer from Rutgers, made three threes, and he's the type of guy that when he shoots it, I think it's going in. And they're not even getting the most out of Stefan Castle, who's their most talented player. And I'm just really impressed with UConn. Uh, Gonzaga also is – they're good. Gonzaga is a really good team. They're going to win the, the WAC and, or WCC, and they're going to be in March Madness. I think they're going to be a second weekend team. Um, but the way UConn went into Seattle and dominated Gonzaga, uh, that was just my uh, performance of the – well, Michigan State would probably be my performance of the weekend. But UConn would be a, in a hostile road environment like that. I know it wasn't at Gonzaga, but it was in Seattle, which is the equivalent of playing Gonzaga in Spokane. Impressive performance from UConn. I mean, UConn's only loss is at Kansas this year in a very close game. UConn is a very good team, and I, I think that Dan Hurley might be the best coach in college basketball because it is very hard to sustain success in college basketball when you have you know your best player from last year's team or one of them going to leaving going to the league and being able to come back, having the target on your back, um, and just really having being so dominant. They look so complete. They really just I. This team, when you watch them, you don't see any holes in them. Uh, and they had a really, really good win. Um, yeah, against Gonzaga. Strong performance in Seattle, where I'm sure it was majority Gonzaga. I don't know how big the fan base is, is up there. But, um, yeah, it was – UConn just continues to pass every single test this year. And this was a team that I thought we were in for uh, a letdown this year. Um, and, and Dan Hurley is, I think – the premier coach in college basketball right now. And especially if you can just continue to sustain the success, um, 
he he isn't slowing down. He has shown no signs of slowing down. Um, he was correct a few years ago when he said, "You better get us now. You better you better get us now because one day you won't be able to beat us." Um, and man, was he correct because he just continues to produce and put out on the floor a team that is incredibly hard to play with and beat. And I think that UConn, yeah, it's it's Purdue, UConn, and Arizona. I agree. Um, I still think Creighton does have a good chance at, at least winning uh, the Big 12. It, UConn is absolutely the favorite. Um, I'm going to sprinkle my money on, on Creighton just because I think the value is good. And um, I wouldn't be certain, like, obviously, like, UConn will most likely win. But I do I do still like Creighton. But, yeah, I mean, I have UConn. Who, who, if you had to pick right now, um, if you were in, were in March, UConn, Creighton, or not Creighton, UConn, Arizona, or Purdue. Who's your champion right now? I'm, I'm picking UConn, and I because I think there's an element of you've been there and you've done it that is so valuable when you get to March. Um, I <laughs> I still I still think uh, I still think my Spartans can make a run too, but uh, I'm gonna pick UConn because they don't have questions when it comes to March like the other two teams do. Now I don't think that's going to exactly affect. Purdue and Arizona, but that's definitely in the back of their mind, Cole. What? Okay, you give me a ranking right now. You were you're the AP poll person. You're you have full control over who you're gonna rank. Who would you put? You have you have your votes. Who are you putting one, two, three out of those those teams? So Purdue's definitely one because the amount of wins and type of wins they have. I mean, they beat Marquette, Tennessee, uh, Arizona now. They've beat uh, there's they beat Alabama and I'm I know I'm missing a team in that so they have to be number one like you have to make them number one um, and then I'm gonna pick I'm gonna put UConn at two and I'm gonna put Arizona at three just because Arizona has the best loss of those uh, teams in terms of them being to Purdue if I'm thinking Purdue's one and then obviously UConn has beat Kansas or lost to Kansas and Kansas is also a team that. People are just kind of sleeping on, and they're they're gonna wake up. Yeah, they, I mean, they're it's gonna a shame that we haven't even we haven't even t- I didn't even bring them up, but oh, they're gonna they'll find a way to. Uh, they're not really utilizing Hunter Dickinson probably the way that they probably need to run more sets for him. But I'll give them time, and Bill Self probably likes that. He probably likes being the underdog right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was I mean that was another Jersey matchup yesterday of Kansas and Indiana. Uh, two kind of historic blue blood programs. Obviously, Indiana hasn't been great as of late. Um, but hey, Indiana has a history of, of winning those games. They did it against uh, Kentucky uh, a few years ago. Um, but a few years ago it was a while. It was probably like 15, 12 years ago. But uh, the buzzer. But um, that is it's, no matter what, it's a tough place to play. You know that Indiana fans are going to show out for Kansas. And yeah, I mean, tough game, but. Kansas came out with it. Yeah, I think I think that was one just worth mentioning. It was it was, it was, it was a good Jersey matchup. Oh yeah, I mean two historic programs, Kentucky, Indiana, and or not Kentucky. Not, you you were talking about the Kentucky Indiana game, which was Christian Watford's unbelievable buzzer beater. It was number one team they beat all that, but Kansas Indiana was a very good game as well. So I want to end today's podcast quickly talking college football and yeah college basketball dominated the day but i did get to catch a lot of the ending games for college football um we got a lot of people i think over 30 people in the the bowl mania uh pick group and the two experts cole and i are two of the worst so far but i'm just warning you guys 
We, we, we just, it was like our, it's our handicap. We had to let you guys just, you know, feel confident. Wait till these other games start rolling in. We're going to be fine because I'm two and five or two or three and four. Cole's two and five, but we are not finishing last. I promise you that. Like Dan Hurley said, you got to get us now because once these, once more of these games start coming, we're going to start getting them all. So we, we had to let you guys get us now because we're coming. Cole, what was your favorite game? I don't want to spend too much time on it because the games weren't, uh, we had some really good games. We had some unfortunate games, like in terms of blowouts, like Cal, Texas Tech, I was thinking was going to be a good game. Texas Tech wins by 20. Uh, UCLA, Boise State really looked like it was going to be a good game. And Boise State was winning early, and then UCLA kind of blows them out. Uh, Fresno State blows out New Mexico. App State, Miami of Ohio, I mean, that was a defensive football game, 13-9. to um, I know the one went to overtime, Jacksonville State, Louisiana, Lafayette. What was your favorite game, Cole? Yeah, so – Jacksonville State, Louisiana, I think is the only answer here. Um, it was a back and forth game, a lot of defensive points for Louisiana, um, but Jacksonville State really is a team that came out on top, and it was it was in overtime. It was quite a beautiful game, honestly. Uh, watching Jacksonville State's players celebrate after the game, especially after they didn't know if they were going to get a bowl game, um, the excitement they had. I think it was a really cool game to watch and cool to see. Um, you want to tell me these these bowl games are meaningless? I mean, look at those players and the way they were celebrating when they won that game uh, against Louisiana. And I, yeah, it was it was a very I think it was just I watched the whole game and it was a very exciting game and it was it was really cool to see Jacksonville State after all kind of they went through this year as far as like will they play in a bowl? Will they not? Um, not being able to play in their conference championship game, um, but actually they might have still I don't know, um, but they yeah they did not but. It was it was really cool just to see the way they, they celebrated and how uh, excited they were, um, and the the whole game was fun. It was it was a lot of turnovers, a lot of ups and downs, and, and momentum swings. Um, so that's my favorite game. Um, but I did have another favorite game that you didn't mention that I watched uh, equally, and that was North Dakota State Montana an FCS uh, semifinal game. That game was really fun. It was 16 to 16 going into overtime. Um, and it was, I mean, it was a heck of a game. Uh, double overtime, drunk plays, face masks th- turning to a deflected touchdown uh, for the two point conversion. So that uh, Montana ends up winning. They play South Dakota State in the FCS championship. So those are my two games that I enjoyed the most. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I really, I only caught the ending of the uh, night games. Didn't watch much early in the day, but that was just due to family party, kind of watching college hoops instead. Most of my family members rather watch college basketball, especially the type of games. But um, no, it was a great day of sports, Cole. uh, And we got a good week coming up. We have bowl games Monday and Tuesday. Um, We're going to put out some stuff, you know, about these games on social media in terms of, I think, I don't know. I, I like I like one of these games a lot in terms of UTSA Marshall. I wish Marshall kind of had what they had early in the year. I know they don't now, but um, yeah, it's gonna be a good week of sports, Cole. Yeah, we got the famous Toastery Bowl on Monday with Western Kentucky Old Dominion, and, and honestly, Western Kentucky games are always fun. And then um, Tuesday is the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl with UTSA Marshall. Um, that one's cool just because it is Frank Harris's last game. Uh, in college football and, and he has 
he's always fun to watch. UTSA is always fun to watch. Um, and I am just excited to see, um, sad, but excited to see Frank Harris play in one last game. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, old dominion also is always a sneaky team. Uh, they, they, they gave a lot of big programs a hard time this year. So, um, We'll see. I mean, they're favored by five, but we'll see what Western Kentucky can do as well. But I'm definitely going to be watching both those games. Yeah, it's going to be – you always – it's nice to come home from work and there's a bowl game on. And for Cole, sometimes it's – I mean, that game's at 2.30 on Monday, so I guess we're both going to be at work during that game. So that will be fun have that up on the computer. And... 12, 12.30 uh, Mountain Standard Time. I will be – it'll be nice to be able to throw that on during work. Yeah, and I'll definitely be throwing that on during my work day as well. But this will wrap up our uh, – awesome college basketball weekend i'd say we're kind of finally in the basketball swing of things but we got a lot of football talk coming up in the next few weeks we're going to keep everybody updated about the schedule with it being the holidays with both cole and i traveling we kind of have to pay attention to how our dates are going to be with all of that but we will definitely be posting that on the social medias um, so you guys are all aware and you can stay up to date Um, But we will see you later this upcoming week for another episode of A Degree in Sports.